Everyman Podcast. Yeah. We're here. Another week, another pod. A beautiful day, indeed. Blessed, highly favored, as always. And I'll tell you what, bro. I'm pretty jazzed up for this edition of the Everyman Podcast. Not are we coming in hot on episode 200, but today we have a very, very special set of guests. Jen and Bianca from the Dolphin Research Center in Marathon, Florida. DRC, baby. The DRC. Now, we talked about this on the Honeymoon Pod a couple weeks ago. Every time I travel somewhere, I'm always looking for somebody interesting. And it doesn't get much more interesting than a a couple of Dolphin trainers in my book. And, um, you know, met Bianca there as a guest. Uh, She was demonstrating some of the things that they study and they teach these amazing dolphins down there. And um, I said, hey, you know what? Let me do my thing and dig around and see if I can find a way to get in touch with somebody there. So I just, like any good salesman, I pick up the phone and I dial up the Dolphin Research Center and I hit the for the company directory until I get to the thing for media inquiries. Next thing you know, shout out to Mary, hooks us up with Jen and Bianca, and here we are on the Everyman Podcast, and we are going for a deep dive, pun intended, on dolphins. And it's like, if you're like me and you have zero knowledge of dolphins prior to three weeks ago, four weeks ago, this is the podcast for you because you're going to learn quite a bit about dolphins, what they can do, um, some of the amazing physical things that they can do, the, the, the intelligence, the communication, just generally, I mean, I was already way, way in on dolphins before this podcast. I come away from this basically ready to go join the dolphin research center myself as some sort of buoy cleaner or something. I mean, Daryl, what did you think about this? Um, I think the key word and all of our listeners are going to attest to this after having checked this one out is relationships, man. Mm. You're going you're, you're, you're to jump in this thing and you're going to be in the cosmic canoe with us and you're going to be like, what? I'm, I'm, I'm hearing about relationships, about that bond, baby. It Me is. and Brother Jay have it. We have it with you guys. You guys with us. You're in the cosmic canoe. Pair bonded. And you're going to find that uh, we're all going to be pair bonded. That's right. Yeah. And and who'd have thought now dolphins are in the cosmic canoe with us? You know, Jen, Bianca, the whole Dolphin Research Center, the whole gang. And I'll tell you what, as you're listening to this, you're going to be like, wow, I want to check this out. Hit the show notes, check out the link, Dolphin Research Center. You can watch a live webcam of their facility of like what's going on during the day. They do Facebook lives. They have an Instagram. All that's going to be in the show notes. Not only that, you can... Donate, you can become a, a member of the DRC, which, you know, you can go down, you can visit them, tell them that the Everyman sent you, and I'll tell you what, you're going to want to get involved, you're going to be pumped up, I got my dolphin whistle, I got my dolphin koozie, I'm ready to go, Daryl, with that being said, let's hit it, Jen, Bianca, the Dolphin Research Center, let's go. Joining us today on the Everyman Podcast, from the beautiful... Florida Keys in Marathon, Florida. Ladies and gentlemen, from the Dolphin Research Center, Jen and Bianca. Jen, Bianca, how are you, ladies? 
Good. How are you guys doing? Uh, we're pumped up. Uh, we're really, really excited to have you guys here. And um, before we get into it, I want to give a little backstory for how this podcast came to be. Now, one of the cool things about Daryl and I, the, one of the things that we really bond with is we're people, people. And we just, we'll go out in the world and we always come back with stories or making new friends or something along the line. And this podcast has really been an extension of that. And it seems like every time we go out and do something, we meet some wonderful people that end up doing something incredible. And then next thing you know, they're on the podcast. So, you know, I knew going down to the keys, I was going to, I was going to have an experience. I didn't know what I was going to quite get into. So my wife and I were on our honeymoon and we go to this little tiki bar and we see this older couple there and they're like, Oh, you're on your honeymoon. That's great. Here, here's a gift certificate to go to the dolphin research center. Happy, happy honeymoon. Aww. And we're like, that's great. Shout out to Sue. She was awesome. And, uh, you know, someone from the dolphin research center is going to hook me up with her email so I can thank her appropriately. But, um, I've never seen a dolphin before in my life. Okay. I saw ocean city, Maryland one time from my hotel balcony, about a hundred yards away, there were some dolphins swimming, but that's, that's it. I'm a real indoor cat. All right. No dolphin experience. So we get to the dolphin research center and we're, it's kind of early. You just opened up and I kind of come around that corner, the sea lions, adorable, great. And then I see Bianca like working with these two dolphins and my jaw was like, I was, if you listen to this, just listen to the audio version. I was literally jaw dropped and I was just enamored and blown away by just seeing a dolphin for the first time and then seeing what they could do. And, uh, it's like, I remember thinking like, how could you get tired of this? So, you know, my first question, Jen, how did you get involved with dolphins? Um, well, mine is mostly because it's practically hereditary in my family. My mom actually started working there when she was in her early 20s, um, and That's she's awesome. still working there. So uh, she raised me and my brother there. And, um, of course, my brother married, and he moved away from the Keys, but he obviously still comes back to play all the time. But I obviously never left. Um, and so I just basically kind of followed in my mom's footsteps. <laughs> That's amazing. How about you, Bianca? Cool. Uh, so I have a more – I feel like I've heard a similar story from a lot of different trainers. But when I was a little girl, I went to, like, an aquarium somewhere, and then I saw their dolphin show, and it was so, so amazing. And I saw, like, that relationship and how, like, a, a human, a tiny human can be in the water with such a big, awesome animal, and they, like, are playing and having a great time. And I was like, wow, I want to do that. How do I – what do I need to do? And then so ever since then, it's never changed. I've wanted to be a dolphin trainer. And then um, – I went to school for marine bio at first, and then one time I went to the Georgia Aquarium, and after their dolphin show, I was able to talk to their trainers, and they said um, they actually look for like more people in with a psych background in the pool. I went back to school, and I changed majors immediate, immediately, and then after I graduated, I did a little bit of dog training with PetSmart, uh, and while I was doing that, I found out about DRC, and I found out that they had an entire college program dedicated to learning about this stuff. And I was like, why, how did I not know about this sooner? <laughs> so I applied, I made it, I did the program, and then here I am now. So yeah, it's been so, so wow. awesome. Really how about that? That's so cool. <laughs> you know, we talk about that all the time about, you know, pursuing your passions and you know, 
doing what you love, you know, uh, that's, you know, that's the every man, every woman way right there. That's amazing. That's really cool. Now, is that a typical transition dog to dolphin? Is that, is that a common thing? Mm, I know there's like a couple other trainers that have also done dog training, but I wouldn't say that's like a typical thing. Uh, you can also like, um, there's like internship opportunities or you can come in and volunteer just like getting experience working with animals and not just marine mammals, but like, uh, I know some people have worked with horses, others have like interned at zoos and stuff, um, like kennels and shelters, stuff like that. Any kind of experience definitely helps. Um, but yeah, I just, it happened so that I had done a little bit of training. So I feel like that was what gave me the competitive edge when I was applying for the school that I had done a little bit of training so prior. Sounds like a slippery slope of, uh, you know, like you get a taste of training a dog, then you got to get a dolphin, and it's like you know, I don't know, an octopus, and then you're then you're then you're trying to like bring Willie Mammoths back, and it could it could just really. Yeah. But imagine once you train a dolphin, you could probably you could probably train just about any animal, right? I feel like working with the dolphins definitely made me more um, like so when I was working with dogs. I had a lot of clients where, like, they'd be like, oh, you know, I've trained so many of my past dogs this way, and, like, it's not always, like, positive. There's, like, adversive stuff that they would do, and, like, they'd be like, oh, yeah, I worked in the past, so I'm just going to keep doing this. And I I would just be like, well, then why did you come to the dog training class? But anyways, um, (laughs) it's really amazing that, like, they know so much, do so much. You can like do a bunch of different medical things with them and they just like lay out and they're so relaxed and not a care in the world. So like for a five, 600 pound animal to do that and like you don't have to, like you don't force them to do anything. It's all voluntary. So like if you can do that with such a big animal, you can definitely do that with a dog. So like that's always like my go-to. Like whenever people are like, oh, well, like, how do you make them do this? How do you make them do that? Well, you don't make them do anything. You build a relationship with them. And it's kind of like having a friend. Like, you don't force your friend to hang out with you. You build that relationship, and then you guys want to hang out together. You want to do things together. And so that's, like, my biggest takeaway from everything that I've learned at DRC is that it's all about the relationship. If there's, like, <laughs> if you don't have that, you can't build on top makes sense now before we get too too deep into it we keep talking about the drc jen what is the dolphin research center and is are you guys really doing research there is that one of those things like you know kfc Um, it's not really in you know it's not really (laughs) kentucky you know what i mean like you just just in the name yeah are you just are you really doing research there or, or is it just the name Oh, yeah. No, um, I believe the most recent paper that was published was in the Journal of Comparative Psychology, which was specifically about imitation. Um, And one of the coolest things about that is the end result of that paper was that we were able to prove that dolphins are actually better at true imitation um, than chimps are, which originally, like everybody thought, like, you know, chimps are kind of the best other than people. Um, But we were actually able to prove that dolphins are better at it than chimps. Um, And there's a lot of other types of research that we do. I know that is the most recently published ones. We're currently working on new research right now and maintaining research and obviously teaching other dolphins that want to learn um, because you do have to find dolphins that want to do it. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, we've also done, um, we're currently in an ongoing study that is about calf, um, kind of 
calf behavior. Um, as baby dolphins grow up, they tend to develop uh, very differently depending on their environment and the animals that they're with. So we take um, observations at different times during the day to watch like who are they hanging out with? Are they hanging out with mom more? Are they hanging out with babies more? Like how are they developing all these skills that we see them, you know, grow into uh, as they get older? Um, but yes, no, research is definitely a huge part of uh, who we are. <laughs> yeah, hey Jen, I got to ask you a question because that's pretty cool. You said that you have to find animals, dolphins that want to learn or want to be, you know, a part of like, so like, how do you, how does that happen? Because it's just like you said, Bianca, like, you know, it's all about the relationship. So what if you just, oh, yeah. I mean, we, hey, humans go through it too. Like you try to have friends, you try to make friends, like anything to do with you guys. So like, you know, how does that work with, with the animals? Like, the same way or is it just like, I mean, yeah, the they, to... they, I mean, they all have their own personalities too. So like you find those personalities that kind of really enjoy the puzzles. They enjoy like a lot of kind of like repetition to those games. And we also have dolphins that are like, all they want is a ton of variability. Like they want something to be different every single time. They're brilliant animals, but they're like, you just asked me this question five times. Why are we doing this again? And you're like, you'll see them get bored or even leave during a session. Cause they're like, guys, we did this once or twice. Um, most of our uh, dolphins that really love it are the ones that, that really like to be kind of asked that question over and over again. They're looking for the differences. They're looking for the uh, kind of like the, the answer that uh, you're kind of trying to present to them as we train the behaviors or train the new research games. So what is the, the mission overall for, for the Dolphin Research Center? Um, honestly, our mission is to try and create connections for people. We want people to see the relationship like Bianca was talking about. We want people to feel that connection and ultimately be able to turn that into, you know, something that people take home with them. And it helps to, again, once you develop a care for an animal or really anyone, you remember that. And it, we try to attach it as much as we can to how important conservation is, um, especially for their environment. And obviously in, in the Keys, we rely on that a lot as well too. Um, but we, we try to kind of, create those moments for people that they, you know, again, they, like you came down and said, you'd never seen a dolphin before. It's like, I love hearing that kind of stuff from people when they come down and, uh, and people remember that and kind of like take that with them as they grow up. And then, you know, their kids grow up and you look at Bianca, it's like Bianca had that experience when she was a little kid. Right. Um, and I mean, look at how much she's accomplished now. It's like, we want more people to, to be involved and be able to be a part of what we have. Yeah. You know, I was, I kind of fall into that category of, you know, I'm always, I've, I've always been interested in the oceans and, you know, I was, I'm, I go through these phases where I get really deeply involved in something like quickly and, and I learn as much as I can about it. And I got like obsessed with whales for a while and, you know, whaling and just the conservation and, and everything that was going on with that and, and how, in, you know, intelligent and majestic these animals are. And, I knew that the keys, like I knew it would be like a natural, beautiful environment, but I, you know, I didn't realize how partially because we drove in and it was pitch black and then we kind of woke up and it was like, Oh my God, we're in the middle of the ocean and there's a three foot iguana on the, <laughs> where the hell am I? You know, like it was like almost for me growing up, like in the suburbs, it was like, it was like going to another planet or something. And, uh, then next thing I know, a manatee's coming up the the dock behind our house and it's just again majestic and then we go to the turtle hospital 
and you're just blown away by that. And it's like, at that point, I didn't think I was going to like have any more unreal. We went to the aquarium there, which was, was awesome. We saw some beautiful, you know, fish and sharks and tortoises, you know? And then, you know, I walk into the dolphin research center and like I said, I'm just, I'm blown away. And now Bianca, you, this is a rare situation where firsthand you can attest when someone says like, yeah, go ahead, ask me questions. I, I really go for it. Like if you make an empty gesture to me, you will be disappointed because I will take you up on it. And that includes questions. And you're like, and you're like, yeah, go ahead, ask questions. And I think I, I think I asked you maybe a thousand questions in, in 30 minutes. And I, I asked you some really stupid questions admittedly (laughs) do they enjoy you know the training aspect of it and in that in that same vein but like how are they engaging with with you like how does that start do they enjoy it what's the deal with that so you i feel like even as guests you can tell when the dolphins are having fun like they like if we play a little game with them like my favorite is doing combo behaviors with them because like at first and like a combo behavior is when you put two behaviors together so kind of like if you pat your head and like rub your tummy but I love playing that game with them because at first like they might get a little stuck with it but then when they figure it out and you blow the whistle to let them know you got the right answer they like wow they like cheer and scream some of them will do victory laps and like jump around and they get so excited. And I, I love seeing that. And then like even guests and like sometimes guests that have never seen dolphins before they see that and they're like, Oh, they're so happy. They love it. And like, it's just so amazing that I'm able to communicate with such an awesome animal. And I was able to like make their kind of make their day, like make them happy, like uh, be entertainment for them. And it's really cool. And so like, you can very easily tell if they're into it or not. And sometimes, like, it's not always, like, rainbows and butterflies. Sometimes they're not really into it, and that's totally fine, too. Like, again, we never force them to do anything that they don't want to. Sometimes, like Jen was saying, uh, we'll show them, like, the research game or something, and they'll like, no thanks, and then they'll swim away, and that's totally fine. Uh, but, yeah, you can definitely tell when they're in it and when they're kind of like, eh, maybe later. And we always take that, like, their input into consideration, um, they're very social. So sometimes it could be something social going on. Maybe there was like a little uh, argument with dolphins. And so right now they don't really feel like doing a research game and that's totally fine too. So we, it's, we always joke. It's, it's the dolphins time. We kind of just like are there, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'll tell you, I was like, and I don't take this the wrong way. I was almost freaked out by how intelligent they were up close. Like, and I, I equate it to like, I wasn't sure, you know, you've, you've been to get carnival, right? They have carnivals in the keys, like a, a nice little, nice little t- you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you ever go to a carnival and they have like, oh, it's the snake boy. I remember there was one when I was a kid and it was like, oh, there's a snake boy there. You got to go see it. It was like a dude and some mirrors and like a big, you know, snake type thing. Like, and you're like, ah, they got me. But the, you know, and I was wondering, like, I can't tell if these animals are really that intelligent and they're that skillful and agile and powerful or I'm just like easily like, it's like I'm easily impressed because I've never seen anything like this. And I came away from it after watching it for a while. And that's why like my line of questioning, I was almost like trying to prove to myself that they weren't as smart as they, they were like, 
tell me that this is just like a trick, you know? Like, I don't understand it. How are you getting him to do this? And and Daryl, I'm watching them, like, the, you said the combo thing. Th- this is what really struck me at first was like, how do you get this dolphin to do this and then this and then this and then this and then this? And then not only that, but like his dolphin buddies in there. And dude, they are like, it was like watching NFL wideouts run routes, Daryl. It was like whistle blows, whoop, like, and they're both immediately, they cut, you know, and then like they go to the exact spot where they need to go. And what was amazing was watching them, you know, I'm always, as a drummer, I always look at coordination and, and limb independence and things like that. I always kind of notice that. And it's one of the nuances of football that Daryl and I share passions for is like this this movement news nuance and watching them turn in the same way and and corner the same way it was like okay i understand i can wrap my head around training one dolphin to do five things but how are you getting both dolphins to do five things and then they're spatially coordinated like can can you guys explain that to me Uh, jen if you're curious it was tanner flagler that of course it was (laughs) um but Tanner and Flagler, those two boys, they're, like, really, really best buddies. Um, I don't know. Are they pair-bonded, Jen, or which would you I don't know if they're quite pair-bonded yet, but they definitely do know each other's mannerisms really well. Like, they've lived together quite a bit now. So they're what's, like, yeah, no, no, I know what's going on. What's pair-bonded? Yeah, um, so pair-bonded is what we call the relationship between two males that is essentially – the closest thing it's related to is like a mom and calf relationship. Like they want to be together all the time, but that's their best friend. So that's what they call like pair bonding. It's like me and Daryl. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. Pair bonded for life. Um, but they are both, you know, independently super duper smart. Uh, we always call Tanner our research star. Like he's been in so many different research studies. So like, with training, you would start with just one because it's kind of hard to like keep track of both at the same time. So like independently, you would teach each dolphin how to do these like combo things or whatever it may be. Um, but then like when they are in sessions together, dolphins are very um, they're very social, so they're always watching each other. And like sometimes like if I ask one dolphin, like I'll ask one dolphin to wait, and then I'll ask the other one to do behavior. The one that's supposed to be waiting, will start doing them too, just because they're like always watching each other and like they want to participate <laughs> and stuff like that. Um, so that's just all Tanner and Flagler, honestly, like their spatial awareness and how they like come down and come up at the same time. That's all them. Like, um, I'm sure like while they're down there, they're like whistling and like communicating to each other. So like, they so you're to- not, you're not telling like, them I, to do that. I wasn't the one to tell them like, Hey, you're going to like be this close together and you're going to do this. Like, that's I wild. Say, Can you do that's so like, cool. uh, flap your flippers and like spin the circle and they'll do it. But like the spatial awareness and all that stuff and like the speed at which they do it or like which way they rotate. That's right. All that, I'm not- that was and and for, if you're watching the YouTube version of this podcast, you know, we're going to put in, I was taking a ton of photos and videos and you're going to see what I was seeing. So you can kind of understand my point of view from this and, and you'll see Bianca as well. Um, but it's a lagoon. Okay. And, and to describe it, you can, you can check out the dolphin research center website um, and see, you know, generally photos of, of the layout, but it's, it's like, it's like a natural body of water and there's a little pier and, and you're there, but you're like, three feet of rocks just like loose rocks away from the water and the water's pretty clear and the sun is up 
and you're, I'm like looking right into the water and seeing these guys spin in perfect sync and then be, it, it appeared to be the same distance from each other the entire time. It was like watching again, like, you know, uh, the ballet or something like that. Like it was just so perfectly coordinated that it was freaking me out that like, there's no way that they're either this intelligent or this has got to be some sort of, not that they were like a fake doll, but they just, it makes it, you know, okay. Like, you know, you see those videos, it's like this, this elephant painted, but then really you find out it's been edited and they're actually just coercing this elephant to paint. It's terrible. Like I wasn't sure what was going on, you know, but, um, I mean, I guess you, you're just, you got to be constantly amazed by these, these animals, huh? Oh yeah. They're so, so awesome. Um, stuff like that, like I guess placement and like distance and stuff like that. You can also train that like for maybe like a bigger facility or a facility facility that like does a lot of shows and stuff. They can train exactly where they want them to jump and like, or, um, where they want them to pop up and stuff like that. But what you saw that day the only thing I asked from them was, like, the behavior. So, like, maybe, like, waving or spinning or something like that. Their placement, how fast they did it, uh, which way they were doing it, they did that all on their own. It's kind of like, even with people, I've noticed, like, when you are with, like, say, your best friend, you guys, your mannerisms are so, like, I've had, since being here, um, I've had, like, my friends in the Keys, they'll meet my friends back home, and me and my best friend, like, when we're together, we talk exactly the same. We have the same gestures. We do everything almost the same. And, like, I've had my friends down in the Keys call us out on it. They're like, you guys are the same person. And I was like, yeah, I guess so. It works. So, yeah, I feel like it's the same for them, too. Like, they just, they're such good buddies. Like, yeah. even between sessions, when they're swimming together, like, they'll, like, pump their tails at the same time. And right. Think, you know, well, like, they coordinate that. They just, it just happens. Well, I have I have uh, identical twin nieces that are about to be 11 years old, and I've seen them. You know, I was there almost every day. You know, when they were the first two years of their life, and I saw them do things like that that were unexplainable. Where it was just like it was like they were in sync, and it kind of reminded me of that when I'm watching these dolphins. But then, like, they're not related. They're just somehow they're they're like to they are so clear. I've never been around another life form before. Where I was, other than gorillas and chimps, and I'll preface that, other than because I've spent some time in, in the Philadelphia Zoo, and you can like go right up to the gorillas, it's awesome. Anyway, I've never been around an animal before where I was like that convinced that they were intelligent and they were communicating with each other on some sort of higher level than I understand, and that they were like, because when they were coming around and they look at you, they were like looking at you, and it was, un, it was almost unsettling for someone like me who's never had this experience, you know, and they come by and they're like, and then, like, tell me what to do, tell me what to do. And then they go do it. Like, and that the fact that you could tell, like you could instruct me how to instruct them. And they did it at that freak. That was just like, it was like, what, am, what are we doing here? Like it really changed my like thinking about this whole, you know, dolphin situation we have going on and i was totally totally blown away by it so how are you getting them to do you know more difficult tasks over time like do they get to a point where they just can't do anymore and like they've capped out or are they constantly are they like people where like 
you you can learn how to play chess when you're 80. You know what I mean? They're constantly learning. And I feel like, especially for like, for example, Tanner, like that boy loves learning. He loves a challenge. Like he, so his mom is Santini and we call her our A plus student. And he is so much like the where like he just always wants to give you the correct answer. So like, it's so funny. Like sometimes it'll be something super simple but he'll keep adding on to it because he thinks like, oh, I need to give, it can't be this easy. I need to do more. I need to do more. So like, it's, they definitely do like love to keep learning. And every time, it's not, it's different. I feel like because when we teach them new games or we do new research with them, it's always in the form of games. So like for them, they're just playing a game. They're trying to figure out a puzzle. It's not so much like, they're sitting in school and it's boring for them. Like we make it like super fun and like uh, we involve different types of like reinforcements. And sometimes there's also like the competitive factor. Like if their friend is doing it, they're like, oh, well, I can do that. I can do it better. And then like they'll want to go show off too. And so all of that put together, like it, they're always constantly like hungry for more from, from us. Wow. So Jen, you said you've been there 16 years. What's, you know, in your time, like what's the most impressive thing you've seen that really kind of changed your I mean because I would think by now you've seen it all when it comes to dolphins right I would you know I feel like I'd be ignorant if I said that were true (laughs) um they honestly one of my favorite things that I've seen with them is how well they connect with people I mean dolphins already use eye contact and body language and touch as a manner of communicating with each other. But for the dolphins that have grown up with us and the dolphins that they've raised that have grown up with us, it's so amazing how well they translate that to working with people. And and what I mean basically is like we've had, you know, little kids get in the water and they're scared and they're not sure what to do. And the dolphins are deliberately quieter and move slower with them and are, are trying to find ways to like communicate and, the trainers aren't giving them any cues. Like we're not asking them for anything. We're not showing them anything that would indicate that, you know, either someone is scared or excited, but they seem to know that and react to that. And I've seen that in several situations. um, And that always impresses me so much. Um, And granted, I'm not going to say every dolphin uses this skill all the time. Like they're definitely, I would say the mother dolphins, it's, it's almost like they, that maternal instinct translates. They, they are so good with little kids. Um, Tercy, our oldest dolphin, she's 48 years old, used to, um, whenever there were little kids out there, if, if you know, the, a couple of the dolphins were out there playing with them, but the little kid was nervous, she would always come over and, like, be there just to be there. Um, and she was always a really, like, protective. We used to call her our super mom because she was always there for all the baby dolphins, too. Um, and just to see them react to that is just, it's, it's mind-blowing. It's beautiful, but it's just mind-blowing. Wow. I got to ask a question. So you, you mentioned that relationship. Uh, it's to me, that's the most fascinating thing about dolphins in general is just how they connect with people. Um, Bianca, Jennifer, maybe you guys can add in on this, but the days where like you are trying to get behavioral changes or you're trying to teach them new things, you know, just like you, you talked about that bond, do they, can they pick up it on it? If you guys aren't into it, you know what I mean? Like if you just have a, you're having like a bad day, it's like one of the dolphins come over like, hey, come on, Jen, like, Step it what's up. going on? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm really fascinated about that aspect of it because I think that's huge. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, no, they uh, they can tell. Absolutely. They they read our body language. I swear, the, the longer you know them too, they read you like a book. And sometimes you don't even realize you're doing something and they're like, dude, what? hello, are you here? Are you with me? Like, why are you not paying attention to this? Um, and it's amazing. The more, again, the more time you spend with them, and I know Bianca can speak to this too, but like the more time you spend with them, you're like, oh my God, yeah. Like you got to keep up in your game too, because the longer you know mm-hmm. them, they're like, okay, I expect more from you. So you better get it together. Yeah, yeah. Um, I have like a cute story. There was like one time I was kind of like not having the best day. I, I felt like I wasn't really showing it because I was still in school. So like I was like just trying to get everything done and then you can go home and sulk about it later. But I was having the best day. And then one of the dolphins, um, Gambit, um, he, he's one of our little boys. He lives in the back. And he randomly like he swam over. I was like, hi, Gambit. And then whatever, I kept walking. And then he popped up again, and he had a little rock. And I, I didn't ask him for that. He just was like, came over and like, here's a present. And I just, I was in shock. I was like, did he like know I wasn't feeling yeah, it? Yeah. it was <laughs> and that made my entire day. And it was, it's just so amazing. They can definitely tell. Like I've gone down on the docks before, and like, if I'm like distracted thinking about something, the dolphins will like mess with me. They'll be like, oh, like you're not really here. So like, we'll like kind of do some stuff, but like not really just kind of see like if I'm actually paying attention and then like right. when I kind of snap out of it and I'm like more present in the session, they're more present immediately. And they like, they pick up on it so quickly. It's, it's almost scary. Like they, like Jen was saying, they can read you like a book for sure. Dude, that's so cool. Now, like teammates. Oh, for sure. Now I'm watching Bianca do her thing. And she's having them do, you know, oh, look, they can spin. Oh, look, they can jump. You know, like, it's like, oh, you think this is cute? Look at this. Boom. Oh, backflip. You know, and then it just keeps going. Next thing you know, they're coming by and they're waving at you. They're squirting. They're making weird noise. You know, they're doing all, It just keeps progressively getting more impressive and more impressive, you know, and which adds to, you know, the speculation, like, where am I right now? This is insane. <laughs> like, like, is this like a dolphin tv show that i'm on like what this is unbelievable and you know just when you think it can't get any better bianca's like oh you want me to have him bring you something i'm like yeah do i want like what are you kidding me how dare you you know of course i do and next thing i know you know one of the boys comes back with this right here now they went and got us a wedding gift on our honeymoon this truly Truly blew my mind. Please explain to the every man, the every woman listening, and myself included, how does a person train a dolphin to go and retrieve something and bring it back to them? And you want to? <laughs> sure, yeah. I mean, honestly, there's probably a million different ways to train everything. And honestly, we take that philosophy to heart with different dolphins because the amazing thing about how well they remember things. Um, and honestly, the bigger, bigger factor of their personalities is you kind of, you have to kind of meet them where they are in order to start the process. So like any dolphin who already knows how to pick an object up or like bring things back, you might already have kind of a, a one-up as far as like sending them out to just go find anything. Um, but a lot of the time we would start with, um, other natural, uh, you know, things in their lagoons, leaves, um, seaweed, uh, things like that. We'd hand them to them and then they'd hand them back and we'd blow the whistle for them. And the whistle uh, always means, yes, thank you. You understand what that cue meant. Thank you. 
Um, and depending on the dolphin, you kind of take baby steps in whichever direction you start to see them kind of figuring out a little bit more of it with. Um, actually, another thing that really works, I'll go back to that, but one, something that really, really works well is if you already have a dolphin who's picked up on it on their own, which a lot of our dolphins have, is the dolphins who are around them will actually start to imitate them. They watch those animals do that, and they start to go, oh, well, I can do that. Um, I can totally do that. And they'll start bringing things back on their own. Yeah. Um, (laughs) We actually, our dolphins know a sound that we call a giggle. And the reason we call it a giggle is because one of our older males, Delphi, he started copying one of the staff members doing it. And of course, all of us lost our freaking minds when he did this. And the other dolphins like, "I, I can do that. They all started copying him. Every single dolphin at our facility now knows how to do that in some fashion because of Delphi. They've all imitated that, that sound. We have not trained them that. Um, and so that's one way to do it too. Um, but to go back to kind of like blowing the whistle and kind of working with baby steps is you, you start to pick different objects. You might start picking sinking objects like rings or, you know, like bigger rocks or stuff that they know that they have to kind of go down to find. Um, and eventually you will kind of reach that moment where you're like, okay, I'm not going to give you any extra cues. Here's the kind of like the hand sign that we've attached to it. Do you know what I mean? Um, and, and you just kind of go from there. It, it really it's amazing how fast they pick up on things though. They sometimes without any effort at all. So yeah, it's easy to train dolphins. Honestly, they're very intelligent. They make us look really good. Yeah. I mean, it was like he had a pile of rocks down there already for it. Like it was, it was wild how fast it was Dale. I mean, truly blown away, you know? Um, and, and you, you mentioned something a little bit earlier that I want to kind of circle back around to, which was like, they can kind of feel your, your energy, if you will. And I asked, you know, Bianca this, and I'll ask you, Jen. Um, you know, I've I've done some reading about dolphins, and possibly some people think that like they can telepathically communicate, or there's some sort of nonverbal communication that they may be capable of with humans. Like you're talking about, like picking up on things, and and you mentioned them like picking up your your energy. Do you ever feel like like they're like in tune with you more than like than you would think they are like it surprises you that they sneak up like that they just seem so in in tune with what you're doing that it surprises you at all oh god yeah all the time um they especially the dolphins that you've had a longer time to build relationships with and you've been with more often um i mean like i said i do think that they they can read our body language like a book so like i can ask them for something or not even ask them for a signal and they'll just leave and they'll go do it i'm like what how how did you know that I was going to do that? <laughs> so like in reality, I don't know if psychic, like something like that is quantifiable as far as right. research goes. But if it seems like they, if you're asking me if it ever seems like they read my mind, oh my gosh, all the time. Yeah. They are so good at reading us. And I mean, we still don't even know, like we don't really have a full understanding of the language that they do use that we can hear. Um, so I'm sure there's a whole lot more that we don't know about them that we're, you know, that we're learning. And it's been pretty exciting to kind of be on that journey with all of them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, again, I, I tend to get deep into things and I, and I like, I like learning about weird stuff. I've always been fascinated in, in the unknown, yeah. and, you know, so like I'm always looking for as, as much, that I can perceive from, from when I'm in an experience like that. And like I said, like looking into their eyes, it was almost spooky how present they were like that. It was like, Oh man, we are in trouble. If they ever figure out land, like 
You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> if they just like, like if they just got it together to, to to operate up here, we would have serious serious problems. Because I couldn't believe you you were Bianca. You were doing something to get them to like. Not there again. She's getting them to do spirals and belly rubs and this and that, and it's cute. And then she like, oh yeah, you want to see these boys work? Let's go. And the next thing you know, they're like zipping across the top of the water. And I didn't know that they could do that. Like, I thought they could just come. Because, again, I'll, my whole experience with dolphins is basically my classmates, Lisa Frank, binders, you know, growing up. That's, like, the only time I've seen <laughs> dolphins. So it's just jumping in the I think that's all they do. I didn't know they could, like, get up out of the water and, like, and, dude, it looked like a jet ski going across water. It was crazy. How fast can they go, uh, like, kind of above water, and how long can they do that for? Um, so dolphins, when they're about to jump out the water, they can hit about burst speeds of 25 miles an hour. Um, but I think when they're just like swimming, not like jumping out, it's about 18 miles an hour. How long they can do that? I guess it depends, like just cause they're in the lagoons, it's kind of like when they reach the end, they got to stop. So like, um, technically they're so that's, so that's called a speed run. And technically they're supposed to, you know, like glide on top. And they're supposed to keep going until they hear the whistle. Some of them, like, once they get to the end, they'll be like, okay, I'm done. Um, they don't want to run into the wall. They keep going. Um, Is that something they do in the wild? Yeah, so uh, it's called hydroplaning. And, like, they'll do that. They kind of, like, when they chase fish towards the shore, they'll, like, rush them onto shore and then catch them. Yeah, Man. so, like, there's that they do um, that, like, Everyone's like, wow, that's so impressive when they do, like, a breach, uh, like a big giant uh, dolphin belly flop. All that stuff they would do in the wild as, like, hunting techniques. It's just uh. that we've captured it on a signal, and then we can ask them for it. And so it's not just, like, whenever they're, like, randomly doing it, we can, like, ask them, hey, can you do a big breach? And then, like, poof, and, like, big splash. And, wow. And they love all that stuff. They love being in the spotlight. So anytime they get to show off, they're all about it. <sighs> Do you guys have like a, a like a dolphin that's just kind of like I don't know because I run in, I run I run into this all the time like when I'm coaching kids in football like you have a kid that's so talented and they can do everything but they just out of spite they'll just do the something totally different like they're just like like, like I have this one kid that just could he he like can run like a a four seven and he's like sixteen and I'm just like dude I don't I know guys that when I, I play pro ball with they can't run that fast and he's just like hey I just need you to get into this gap and it's like no I'm do something else you know what I mean like do you have any dolphins that are like that too but you know they're gonna do everything but they're just like nah I'm gonna do this right now and then maybe later since they see that other people are doing it they're rather like you know what let me let me just show you how it's really supposed to be done like you know like you guys have any dolphins that are like that. Definitely had experiences like that for sure. And I mean, I don't want to blame the girls, but I'm going to say a lot of the girls are like that. I mean, like, let me put it this way. But the guys, most of the guys, as far as training goes, they just want to know how. The girls want to know why. Like, why do you want me to do this? Like, kind of thing. And they'll test you and be like, okay, well, I could do that. But if I sit here and stare at you, you're going to offer me something different. Um, one example that does come to mind is actually Tercy, who is – honestly just very straightforward but she was involved in one of our research projects and how we figured out that she wasn't interested in it is once she was trained on the behaviors and she understood the game so like our researchers understood that she knew the question that we were asking 
she got, I think it was like 70 to 80% wrong, which means she understood the concept, but she was like, I know this isn't the one you want me to pick because I don't want to play this game anymore. Um, and so of course she got herself opted out of research that way. Um, and she was perfectly happy. Like she was so excited when she was picking the wrong answers because she was trying to tell them, she was like, look, I don't want to keep doing this game over and over again. Um, and so that was her way of kind of communicating that to us. Um, but I will say the girls, especially like if you, sometimes even if you just use the wrong hand for a signal and the, you know, 20 and 30 year olds, they know those signals so well, they, they take every variation of a specific type of hand signal. They're just like, Oh no, no, I know what you're asking for. But if you have a solid relationship with the, with them and you mess it up, they'll just sit there like, no, do it right. I'm not going to do it right now. You have to do this the right way. They'll make you accountable, Tim. They are. They hold us accountable. It's fine. You know, fantastic. I'll I'll never forget. Alita did that to me one time, Bianca. I was narrating myself and I was the trainer. Alita. Yes. That's awesome. Uh, She's 22 years old at the time. And I'm sorry. Go ahead. Are they, these are people years we're talking, right? Not like dolphin years. Yes. 22, 22 years, years. normal years old. Okay. Got it. Yes. Um, And I was like narrating to a huge crowd of people and I got really excited and asked Alita to go do a back dive but I used the wrong hand. And so I'm like jumping up and down and have all this excitement on the dock and she does not move Uh. from the spot. (laughs) And I'm just like, wait. And I switch hands like panicked really quickly. And I switch hands and I'm like, go. And she's like, okay. And she moves with the same energy. Uh, That's funny. I was like, oh God. See, that's, that's what I mean. There's kind of hard to, you know, when I, when I, when I asked the question about, you know, can they read your minds basically, but that's you can't really say no like if you ask me no. if a turtle can no. read my mind I, I they were I'm very impressive i was very close to them but i could tell that was like a basically a dinosaur you know and i can see why they've lasted so long it's a solid sturdy design pretty well thought out i can see why the turtles here same thing with an alligator you're like i get it yeah. sharks got it um but the dolphins like i said i mean it's uh they I guess, like I said, every day you must be just like, oh, well, I guess I thought I knew everything. And this guy's, you know, spitting water 50 yards or something crazy. <laughs> I think the coolest thing about all of it is, yeah, I want to keep going back to this relationship thing because I think it's fascinating because when I struggle trying to teach kids how to do things and, you know, like, you know, they kind of give you a little bit lit back and you're just kind of like, oh, man, you got to do, do this way and you have to change your perspective. The fact that you guys get all of these different dolphins to one bond with you and then, you know, teach them behaviors and then they get that feeling of winning because they're in tune with you and they do things the right way and then they are so happy and they want to do it more and they want to do it right. You know what I mean? Like, to me, it just kind of, it kind of speaks to, I guess, just really you guys is good people, you know what I mean? And they're bonding with that. And then, you know, it's like, man, my buddy wants me to do this. I'm going to do that. And then I get it right. And I can't just do it again. You know what I mean? It's like, it was a kid. You want him to spot drop over here. You get out there and then you, you take him to this thing, take him, take him to the spot. And you come back and say, okay, see, this is, the, this is where I want you to go. And they may or they may not get it right. And it's kind of like the difference between a good coach and a bad coach. The bad coach is like, we get somebody else in here, whereas, you know, like, a good coach would just keep developing that relationship until they understand. And so, I don't know, I might kind of go off on a tangent, but you guys sound like really good coaches. I would agree. Yeah. I mean, I would like to take a lot of the credit, but one of the best things about working at our facility is that it 
it really is about paying attention. Like, like you said, like you find a kid who like may not understand it, but he's trying, like you, you still trying to find a way to understand that you want to make sure that you can make that connection. The dolphins do that so much with us that they, as far as like bridging the gap, I feel like we're, we're like 20% and they're like the rest of it. <laughs> they, they're so good at, at teaching us. Um, at, at teaching us how to communicate with them or, or even like basically telling us what they want us to do. Um, and it's, I mean, it's definitely a privilege to be a part of that, but it's, like I said, when I said they make us look good, I'm not kidding. They, they understand yeah. so much sometimes in the moment that you might not even pick up on. I mean, it, it's a learning curve and we're getting better at doing all of that, but it's, it's really impressive to see them, um, you know, want to bridge that gap with us. It's, it's just, it's amazing. <laughs> ask one more question because it's kind of been like burning my mind because I'm into like cartoons and anime and stuff like that and so when you say like Gambit and I think X-Men and you say like Alita I think like mm-hmm. you know Alita Battle Angel and right. I'm like dude they have that was the most kick ass names known to mankind like how do you guys come up with the names and just like yeah no you're Gambit because you're awesome Alita of course you're Alita like like how does how does that work like how do you guys come up with those those cool ass names. It's pretty sweet. Um, no, <laughs> sorry. Go ahead. We can't. We can't let it out. We got to. We got to cover this one up. Like, I know, like for some of them, like, um, I think for example, Delta. So Delta is Alita's son, and I think the story is that like Alita Delta has like the same letters, and then they got the D from Delphi, who was Alita's dad. So like a lot of times. Uh-huh. Like, the names have something to do with like mom or dad, grandpa, like it's all like connected. But um, yeah, I don't know, Jen, how do they like. Somewhere there's a nerd. There's a nerd in your office somewhere. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> okay, I couldn't sell Gambit as a Marvel character. So Gambit is, when you hear it described at DRC, it, it's, it's the chess move, a Gambit. But I definitely tried to plant that seed because I love that name. Yeah, it is a good um, name. Yeah, it is Alita, an awesome name. Alita is spelled differently than Battle Angel Alita. Her name actually came from, uh, it's supposed to be like a King Arthur legend about um, Alita, who is the princess of the Misty Isles, and Alita's mother's name is Misty. So there's little connections like that. Um, That's so you got to sell yeah. those T-shirts. I get it. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Now, something you, we kind of hit it on, earlier is is uh you know best friends and, and it was pretty clear that these two dolphin boys i was hanging with uh with my wife and i were clearly fond of each other do they have like you mentioned pair bonding like do they have a best friend is that something dolphins do yeah like you can at first when i first got to drc and i was learning how to uh id them and who's who because like i'm sure like you when you guys came in to see the dolphins, it's overwhelming. It's just like a bunch of yeah. great faces. You're like, wait, who's who again? Right. Um, but when I was first learning who was who, how I knew like which dolphins were like, I would know, Oh, for sure. That's that dolphin. And then that dolphin is always with this dolphin. So if I see that one and another one pops up, that's probably, you know, them. And that's actually how I learned. It's just like by their friends, like who they hung out with. And I start to pick up more on their little physical differences. But at first it was really just like who swims together, like th- that little gang that's this, this, and this. So yeah, 
they definitely do hang out with like um like we say like the babies they're always like kind of rolling around together or um when uh, we, like we're able to switch up their uh, where they're living with the underwater gates and stuff but uh, when I first got there some of the our older females were living in the front with the younger dolphins and I would always be able to tell who was who when like uh, one of the adult females popped up and then her sister would pop up next to her and like oh that's uh, Marina and Santini of course it is they're always together so like stuff like that like They'll, they do have like a best friend or like dolphins that they like to swim with. More. <laughs> That's so cool. Now, I, I, I just thought of something. How cute must a baby dolphin be? Is that just absurd? Absurd how cute they are. Yeah, it's pretty stupid. Yeah, <laughs> I gotta yeah, think. We, how hard? Yeah, like, do, do you just have like young dudes just banging down your door to be like interns so that they have like they could be like, hey, ladies. You know, like I would imagine that's like the job to have. Like when I was down there, I'm like, man, if I was in high school, like I would, I'll clean up fish guts or whatever and hang out with the dolphins all day and just be like, hey, what's up? You know, like, I, or are you guys all just used to the to the? You know, it's not as it's, I guess it only works on tours. I do have some male trainers. They just there's not as many of them, and I feel like they deserve a medal for working with so many women because, I mean, let's face it, it's a lot. So. I would just be, like, um, posted up with the baby dolphin, you know? It's just, like, oh, yeah, come on. What's up, ladies? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's like right. taking a puppy to the park, but it's, like, the next, the highest level of puppy in a park. Yeah. IG picture. That's right. Put that right on your, put that right in your, your Tinder profile. So, Bianca, you told us about dolphinalities and that kind of that stuck with me that term um it was a little bit of a joke with my wife and i we would refer to ourselves as dolphinalities um what is the deal with the dolphinalities can you explain that to our listeners so it's just a play on words instead of personalities because you know we're people so we have personalities uh they're dolphins so they have dolphinalities and it's like I, that was another way I was able to tell them apart in the beginning was just how they acted because like uh, some are really like into people watching and they'll like if they see someone walking over they'll swim right over uh, some of them if you don't say hi to them they'll start yelling at you like hey that was rude you need to come back and say hi to me um, <laughs> and then others they're more into like their own social stuff. So like they'll be swimming with their friend. They like, they'll look over and they see you and like, I'll be like, Hey, and like they look at me, but then they're like, ah, I'm going to go back and hang out with my friend. And that's all part of it. And so like learning their dolphinalities helps us get to know them. So like, for example, some dolphins super duper into toys, love playing with toys, other dolphins, not a big fan. You could toss out a toy and you can ask them to get it and they'll be like, ah, don't think so. And then they'll like swim away or they'll bring you something else. Like they're not super into the toys. Um, some of them are super duper cuddly. Um, they, if they could, they would like sit on your lap. Like they'd be that type of like a super big dog, but like they think they're a lap dog. Some of the dolphins are very much like that. And then others are more athletic. They like to show off more. Others like to play uh, like thinking games or do puzzles more. Um, all of that, like knowing all of that helps build that strong relationship. Because like, for example, if you are with a dolphin for the session where they're not into toys, you wouldn't want to use a toy to reinforce them because then they're just like, 
what the heck did I do something wrong? Why are you like, why do you keep bringing this toy over? I don't want this. So knowing them and what they like, what they don't like goes, it helps so much with the relationship and knowing their dolphinalities. I love it. I love it. You got to love the dolphin. Another question. So, and I I feel, I feel like I know what the answer is going to be, but I'm going to ask it anyway. So is it better to be on land and instruct, or is it better to be in the lagoon with them swimming around and hanging? Which one? I like being in the water with them and hanging more. Um, it's so fun fact about myself. Before I <laughs> you're a dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> before I did the school program, um, I actually couldn't really swim. Like what? what? Hey, can you swim? I'd be like, I love dolphins. Swim. I can't swim. I always, I always don't understand that. Like. I just feel like you instinctually know how to swim. I just, I can't explain it, but for some reason I feel like you should just know. I like growing up, my parents like worked a lot. So they didn't have to like, they couldn't like bring me to the beach all the time or like take me to the pool. So like I would like kind of like doggy paddle. Around. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, like, really, I'm not like an Olympic swimmer by any means. But after doing the program, because we had a PE class, um, it's such a, this is such a physically demanding field. And obviously you need to get in the water. And then no matter like where you end up working, they're going to give you some sort of swim test to make sure like you are proficient in swimming. Um, But we had a PE class where like they would just, you know, have a swimming, we'd tread water, um, do breath holds, go down, bring something up, you know, all that stuff. Um, I, I lost my train of thought completely. Why was I talking about the, uh, learning how to swim, learning how to swim. Right. Right. So yeah, before I did this, I like could not swim, but the biggest motivator for me to like do good in PE class and like practice even between classes and stuff was to be able to be with the dolphins in the water. Like I want to be in the water and like proficient enough where I can like, like, um, like do cuddly stuff, like hold on to their pecs and like we swim together or like be able to tread water and like interact with them and not just like, oh my God, I'm drowning. And like, but this awesome animal is like right in front of me, but I'm drowning. So like, it really pushed me to be like, no, nah, you gotta get your stuff together. You gotta learn how to swim. You gotta like be good at it so you can like interact and hang out with these animals. So uh, I love being in the water with them and like swimming with them, hanging out with them. Uh, I love doing imitations in the water with them. If you go upside down and like you stick your feet out the water, they'll go upside down. They'll put their tail up out the water. I think. Yeah. For me, definitely being in the water with them is my favorite. Jen, do you make her wear the little, do you make her wear the little swimmy floaties when she gets in with the dolphins? (laughs) No, she worked really hard to get to where she is. (laughs) All right. Good. Safety first. That's great. Now I was, I want to get a little, into some something a little odd that, you know, like I said, I go, I, I experience things. Next thing I know, I'm, I'm reading everything I can get my hands on about it. And like, as soon as we left the Dolphin Research Center, like something, like I just have this weird thing where it's like, I'll, I'll read something and then 10 years later, it'll come up in a conversation and it'll like come out of the back of my head and I have like no control over it and it just appears to the front of my mind. <laughs> and like when we were looking at these dolphins and they did the, the go get the, the gift thing, I'm thinking like I immediately remember this article I read about 
dolphins being used, you know, in the military. And so I'm reading about, you know, you know, basically every naval power in the world is using dolphins and belugas and orcas and all sorts of stuff to do all sorts of tasks. And then you read about like actual declassified uh, combat, you know, debriefings. I'm reading about real wartime use of dolphins to, you know, dismantle, identify underwater mines to, to bring supplies and, and bring tow ropes underneath the water and through barriers. And like, there's this one dolphin that may have saved, like it looked like it saved like 45 sailors lives by disconnecting a, a mine and taking it out. Like it's, it's really, really incredible. And then you read about this and then you add that with what you just experienced, you know, does it shock you at all that dolphins are used in that context as well? You know? Um, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> um, n- no, but I learned about that relatively early on in my career. Um, I also have friends who've worked in the military and also friends who've kind of done internships and things at DRC that have then gone to the military to work. Now, granted, I mean, they don't tell me everything they're working on, but um to see that they're capable of it and the fact that they can be a part of what essentially helps save lives has always really impressed me. Um, and they do a lot of open ocean work, obviously with their dolphins, they have to take them out to find the mines or, you know, um, go with ships occasionally. So it's, it's always been kind of more impressive to me than anything. I mean, yes, shocking for sure to know all the things that they've been able to do. Um, but really just, kind of impressive how much they've been capable of uh in the military what do you think Bianca? Um, i also think that it's really like like you see like service dogs or right. like guide dogs and stuff and like how an animal can essentially like save someone's life every day like for someone who like maybe doesn't have uh like vision or something their life is so limited, but because there's this animal helping them guide them in the world and stuff, they're able to live like a more, like a fulfilling life, yep. even though they might have like a disability or whatever it may be. But so it's like so amazing that like, it's not just like, do- I feel like dogs are always like the first thing you think of when you think like human animal right. uh, partnerships, but dolphins. Uh, and yeah. then I also like sea lions. They're also used a lot right. in like, military yeah. stuff. And, like, it's I, – I don't know, like, how they train there, but, like, I'm sure it's similar where it's – for them, it's just, like, a puzzle or a game. Like, it's not, like, a, a boring task or something. I'm Like, it's – they also are, like, working together to do something so awesome, like, uh, like, working in the military and stuff like that, saving lives. And I think that's very, very amazing. I – don't like I feel like me personally I'm not like a military type of person my brother's in the military so like you know um I don't know if I can live that lifestyle but I think it's so so amazing and I would love to like learn more about it but it is the military so a lot of times it is very hush hush right so but it is not surprising yeah it's really cool stuff that they're doing and um we do get uh questions a lot from guests like oh what do you think about like military dolphins like 
they, I feel like people think they strap lasers on their head and like they go <laughs> well sharks with freaking laser beams attached to their head. <laughs> See, <laughs> that's not what's going on. And I you, mean, they do attach yeah, cameras sometimes. They do, so. but not only that. I I found a story about uh, a beluga that came somewhere up to a fishing boat and it had like Russian, it had Russian military equipment on it and it was all in Russian and it had like what was pretty clearly like a camera and a firearm mount and the, the firearm was gone, but it was components that are used to like affix a firearm to something sturdy. And like they were saying, maybe it was like a spear gun or something like that for underwater to like attach to something and retrieve it. Um, but either way, like they're definitely engaging at a high level with these, these guys. And that's again, like thinking back to the experience with it and, and all the stuff I've learned since it's like, they're probably capable of just about anything. Like you said, it's like, it, it's like a game mm-hmm. to them and, and they can, you know, again, if they figure out land, whew, I'm worried. I'm worried about, you know, there's a lot of things to worry about. I've added dolphins on land to, no, no, to the list. If they, figure out, if they figure out land, I might have some new friends, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, they would like that. Probably, buddies, man. Dolphins are all right. Well, some of these guys would be like eight feet tall. They're they're pretty. I mean, how big? How big are? What's like the biggest dolphin you guys have down there? Um, longest would be Pax. He's at nine and a half feet long. Goodness, <laughs> it's like a sedan. It's like a Jetta, basically. <laughs> Talon, they're like close to 600 pounds. Jeez, that's so cool. It's a lot of fish. That's it's a big dolphin. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of fish. All right. So as we as we wind down here, um, one of the last things I wanted to ask you is is about the brain. Now, again, I'm just a humble musician. Uh, I I read things. Some things I understand. Some things I don't. And one of them is, you know, they say the dolphin brain is larger and more complex than the human brain. So Jen, I'll start with you. Do you think dolphins are as smart as people or smarter? That's a great question. And I think honestly, the best way for me to answer it is it's, it's kind of hard to say it on a scale because intelligence is, is a spectrum. It's not, I mean, even we can say all of us have different talents and we're all equal, you know, we're all intelligent, but we're not all intelligent at certain things or as capable with other things. Mine is clearly not public speaking. Oh, okay. <laughs> Your um, podcast debut, you're doing great. Don't worry. Um, no, I started losing my words. I'm like, this is not the time. Um, <laughs> and um, I, I do think like specifically their brain has obviously developed differently than ours. So do I think there are certain things that they are already better at than us? Absolutely. They have a, you know, a hearing range that is both above and below our vocal range. Their, their, their whistles can go higher and lower than what we can hear. There's clearly a lot there that we still don't know um, that they're capable of. And that's kind of the really part of the real excitement of being able to communicate the, with them because clearly they're, they're kind of coming down to our level, you know, at some point, um, <laughs> but, or coming up, I don't, I don't know. I don't want to judge any of them, but they, um, there is still so much about them we don't know. Um, and I think, honestly, in my experience, they sometimes, I think, process emotions better than we do. Um, 
Now, granted, that's just my opinion. There is no research out there that quantifies what dolphin emotions are like. That is just from my experience with their behavior and, you know, my relationships with them. Yeah, I mean, you've but, only worked with them for 16 years. What do you know, right? <laughs> I'm only human, yeah. though. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, it's it's always impressive to me how they seem to kind of let things they, they just take things in stride really well. Um, and I'm honestly referring to when we do experience loss at the facility, if we lose a calf or lose a dolphin that is much older, um, they seem to handle it in a really healthy way versus like for people, I mean, we try to be our best out there for the animals, but those days are some of the hardest and it's really, really hard to pick yourself back up. And you see the dolphins who are like, come on, we're going to keep going. And the other dolphins that are like, are you okay? Um, and, and it's just interesting to watch them do that sort of thing. And then the same thing in really happy situations, when they're really excited about something, there's nothing that can bring them down from that. Um, like there's nothing you could throw at them that wouldn't just, you know, keep them on that train and keep riding it. Um, and so I, I think it's really hard to say. Um, we have studied their ability to recognize an object when it is both in front of them and then after a long period of time after it's been either in a specific location where they can no longer see it or if it's moved locations within certain periods of time and there are certain um gaps in that that they are really really good at and then once it goes on for i want to say oh no i'm not gonna remember the timing i think it was like eight or nine minutes research is gonna kill me um <laughs> that they they finally stopped noticing that that object was there which for dolphins started to make a little more sense, at least in application, because most things that dolphins would need, like if they're looking for fish, they're going to keep looking at them. They're going to keep focusing on them. They're not going to go, oh, well, they're over to the west there somewhere. I'll go find them later. Um, and uh, I mean, granted, that doesn't mean they can't do it either. I mean, there is still so much cognitively that we have not learned about them um, that we can explore. Um, we see the mothers teaching their babies uh different behaviors through whistles um, and one of the strongest theories right now is that there's something called a signature whistle which is basically like a whistle that is a distinguishing name for a dolphin but there's a lot of confusion to that because some people say that mothers give the babies their whistles some people say that mothers and babies sometimes have the same whistles we've seen our mothers actually just stick their head underwater and use their own whistle to call their calves over but not a specific like different whistle so and and other facilities have seen different things as well so i think it probably is also culturally different depending on where the dolphins live too. Um, there's a lot of nuance to how dolphins communicate. We even see that in hunting techniques. There are certain areas where hunting techniques exist that other, you know, dolphins either haven't figured out yet or just don't need because it doesn't suit their environment. Um, so yeah, that's kind of my answer, I guess. <laughs> that's pretty cool. That's pretty sophisticated too. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty neat. That's um, wild. Yeah. What if you had a different whistle for like all the people you knew? Like, that'd be, you know, well, like right. just, all, only on a frequency that they could hear, so it doesn't like alert anybody else. That'd be kind of neat. I'm glad we we're talking about whistles because I hear I have here in my hand a dolphin whistle, and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna perform a dolphin whistle for the every man, the every woman, if you would. Okay, now look, I'm a tourist. Okay, I'm a sucker as well, and. uh I love Marathon. And there's a little little beach shot. I, I, for some reason, I thought I'd be okay with T-shirts. And I clearly needed about five more tank tops. It was too hot for that. So I'm, like, buying all the, the Marathon tank tops. And I see the dolphin whistle. I'm like, i got to get the dolphin whistle. This is great. You know, and the lady's like, yeah, they work. They really work. So what's the deal with the dolphin whistle 
And do you guys ever use the dolphin whistle? Or is it just they like whistles and they come to whistles? What is it? This is like from this is my point of view. I don't know. Jen, you can elaborate on it, but um, it's something that's taught to them, so they understand that when I hear that sound, it means something. So, like for example, uh, the whistle is to let them know you got the right answer. You can come back, and we can celebrate. Um, so they learn when they hear the sound that oh, awesome, cool, I got the right answer, and then like it's like associated with like happy with either like fish or maybe a high five or a background whatever you know whatever they like um so it's not that the whistle is some magical entity that like it just calls all the dolphins over it's that they learn like when i hear the whistle i did the task i got the answer right and then i'm gonna come back and then we're gonna throw a little party whether it's fish or high fives or back rubs you know, all that good stuff highly motivated by food just like me <laughs> and actually some of them <laughs> Not all of them. Um, they So they all know they're going to get their food no matter if they participate or if they don't. So not all of the dolphins are very food motivated. Some of them, like, you go to feed them and they're almost, like, offended. Like, oh, give me something better. Like, just fish. To work I don't on. want it. Yeah. That's crazy. I would say, like, <laughs> our boys, they're a little bit more on the food motivated side. And then the girls, they're definitely more attentive. Interesting. Watching the girl's figure. Interesting. Doing. So, so Jen, in your professional opinion, do the dolphin whistles attract dolphins? So next time I'm in down a marathon, should I, should I have my dolphin whistle? I mean, it couldn't hurt. There are a lot of dolphins out there. <laughs> okay, there might be one yeah, that likes man. it. Yeah, that's a good answer. That's a good answer. All right, last, last, last couple of questions here. So, what are ways that you know, the every man and the every woman, if they can't make it down to Marathon Florida, how can people that want to help get involved with the Dolphin Research Center, what is it that the people can do to get involved and help? Um, I mean, if you can't come down to see us, we do, um, we do offer Facebook Lives usually at least two or three times a week. Uh, people just want to kind of like see a little bit of what we're all about. We do have a webcam camera that people can see on our website. Um, a lot of supporting us comes from our members um, because we are a not-for-profit facility. Um, our members and our volunteers really keep us going um, throughout the year. And um, we really, we could not be there without them. Um, so if you wanted to, you know, come uh, or go to the website and, uh, you know, pick a membership, you can adopt dolphins. There's several different tiers that you can check out. Uh, we offer newsletters so people can have updates on the animals as well. Um, that's a really big way to help us out. And I mean, in, in all honesty, also just kind of helping to take care of our oceans. That's a huge part of our mission is to make sure that we can continue to take care of the environment that they live in. I mean, the Gulf of Mexico that they live in, it's amazing, but you'd be surprised some of the things they bring up sometimes. We've gotten like red solo cups, we get hats, we get all kinds of things that fall in there. Um, we actually made a joke that the boys had a party one night because I think they brought up like five red solo cups in a day. They're playing um, beer I mean, pong. Yeah, seriously. Um, but like, and, and, and I'm sure a lot of that, it's just an accident. Stuff gets blown in the right. water, but it's, a, it, it's amazing the difference that we can make when we're, you know, paying attention to all of that for sure. That's awesome. And if you're listening to the audio version of this podcast, the link to the Dolphin Research website uh, is going to be in the, in the show notes as well as the YouTube uh, for the Dolphin Research Center. Um, last question, Bianca, I'll ask you first. Um, what do you want 
the every man and the every woman listening to this podcast. What do you want them to take away? And what do you want them to know about Dolphins and the DRC? If you had to boil it down to one thing, you want people to know about Dolphins. Uh, I kind of talked about it earlier. Um, that it's about the relationship. So, like, I guess this is more geared for, like, um, people with, like, a pet or something that they're trying to train or work with. Um, work on that relationship. Get to know your dog, cat, whatever pet you might have. Um, because it goes a long way. Uh, like I was saying earlier, some of these dolphins are close to 600 pounds, but they will give you their tail so that you can take blood from it voluntarily. And like, there's no way you're going to stop that dolphin if they didn't want to. And it's all because they trust us. There is that strong relationship that they're like, yeah, here's my tail. And like the tail of a dolphin is the powerhouse of the dolphin. Like that's where all their muscle is. And they're trusting you with all their power in your hand. And you just like, poke them and get some blood from them. Um, so like if a 600 pound dolphin will let you do that, you can work on like things with your dog or your cat at home. And so like working more on the relationship, not so much like, Oh, I'm the alpha. You got to listen to me, but like getting to know that dog, their likes, their dislikes. A lot of times, like if your dog isn't doing something or like they're not listening there's a reason behind it. Like, I know people like to think, oh, they're just, like, they're just a bad dog. They just don't listen. But like, it could be that uh, maybe they don't want to sit on the hard towel floor. Or, like, maybe they're nervous about something in their environment. And, like, being in tune with, like, your pets and knowing what they're afraid of, what they don't like, and stuff like that, it'll go a long way. And it'll help with that trust that your pet has with you. If they can't trust that you know that they're uncomfortable in this situation or like if someone's trying to pet them and they're like, Oh no, I don't like, I don't want this person to pet me, but like they can't trust you to be able to communicate that for, for them. They're going to have to communicate it themselves, whether it's in the form of like growling or maybe even like biting. So like getting to know your pets, building that relationship is very, very important. And like before when I like did dog training stuff, it wasn't like the relationship, although like, you know, it was part of it. It wasn't, like, on the forefront of my mind. But, like, now that I've seen the magic of the relationship, it's, like, I don't, I, there's no other way around it. Like, that's what it's all about. So, it's the relationship. <laughs> that's awesome. Jen, same question for you. What do you want people to know about dolphins in the DRC? I mean, I, I kind of got to repeat Bianca because, I mean, granted, I – I agree with her from an animal perspective. There's just literally nothing, nothing better than being able to do that. It's, but I, for somebody like me who honestly didn't want to talk to people when I first started the job, I got it because I loved the dolphins and I wanted to work with the dolphins. So I learned how to work with people. So for me, I feel like I have learned how to be more open-minded to have more, you know, patience and humility and opening in my up my perspective to understanding that yeah there's several different ways you can think about something and the dolphins already do that but they have they've helped me learn how to communicate and and teach uh other people how to do this and that's been probably one of the things that i've 
enjoyed and I think grown from the most. Um, mostly that like you don't you don't treat somebody the way that you want to be treated. You treat them the way they want to be treated, and you can learn so much from that, and you can grow together in something like that. And it's it's just it's incredible. Um, that's that's my takeaway. <laughs> That's, that's amazing. And, I, and I'll tell you what, um, the Dolphin Research Center, what you guys are doing there, I think is, is amazing. And, you know, when we were, we were on our honeymoon and we got back that night, I was texting Daryl about how mind boggling the experience was. And I was like, dude, this, this, this is some crazy shit and I can't wait to talk about it. And, um, it's, it's really awesome that you guys, you know, uh, joined us here on the Everyman podcast and, and gave our listeners kind of an insight into what it is that you do there and, um, why it's so fascinating and, and really, um, you know, just, just hanging out with us. So I, I, I really appreciate it. I know Daryl feels the same way. Um, yeah, thank you so much. And and I'll tell you guys. I'll tell you what to the every man and the every woman. I told you my thoughts on on the the Florida Keys last couple of weeks on the podcast. And if you enjoy this podcast, all right, get yourself down to Marathon, go to the Dolphin Research Center, hang out with these. If you want to see if you can ask more crazy questions in thirty minutes than me, to Bianca, go down there, do it. I'm telling you, like, and and, and I'm not, you know. We, we very rarely get behind anything on this podcast publicly. And, you know, and we truly believe in what you guys are doing there. We, we appreciate it and we support it 150%. And uh, we encourage every man and every woman who's fascinated by this. Just check out the website. You know, like, like you said, if you can't get down there, go on the Facebook. Maybe, maybe you buy a T-shirt. Like I got my turtle hat here. I'm waiting for the dolphin hat to come in stock and I'm going to get myself a dolphin hat. Um, but uh, I'll tell you what, we really thank you guys for coming in a couple. I'm sure, I think we're going to be back down to the Florida Keys soon. So we'll see you. We'll see you and uh, have a good night. We'll catch you all next week. Bye.